Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, friends. I am so excited you're here. I'm so excited I'm here. <laughs> this was quite the quite the journey getting myself to start this, and I'm actually really excited for you guys to listen to the next episode, which is a conversation with my friend, Andy Eaton, who is just a phenomenal human. But we dive into how to pivot, start new things, fear, failure, imposter syndrome, so much goodness, which I have had to deal with a lot in starting this, which this is this, that is all of this is one of the biggest reasons why I felt so called to start this is because this is the stuff that we need to talk about and be learning from each other about in order to create magical human experiences. And I feel like that is kind of the mission that I have been on ever since I hit rock bottom in my apartment alone with, I realized in the trailer, I said with Miko and some people, if you're not over here from my Instagram, you probably won't know who Miko is. Miko is my cat. He's my my baby and definitely part of my family but also not a human I was not with a boyfriend or anything in that apartment so I was pretty alone but anyway I feel like that that season that rock bottom was kind of where I realized like I I'm going to figure this out I'm going to master my human experience and not just master it, but I'm going to create a magical one and that's kind of what I've been pursuing and hell-bent on doing these last few years and I feel like this last year I've actually really felt like I've learned how to do that and the biggest thing that has supported that and helped me in that is manifestation because manifestation is about it really changes you not just your reality because if you understand it it's you know you what you're thinking and feeling is combining and creating your state of being and that's really what you're attracting from and so therefore in order to attract different you have to be different and it has just been this transformative practice in my life that has transformed me and therefore my external reality but it really has made life feel magical the way things just fall together and doors open opportunities fall in my lap new ways of thinking just open up to me and it just has been crazy the synchronicities are unreal like literally thinking oh I want this thing and then it appears in the mail like two days later some of the stories are crazy um, but they're not and it really is the mindset shifts that have created the external shifts and things just aligning so beautifully but it, it is magical and I felt like oh maybe this is a little cheesy at first magic magical takes me back to Disney which was so toxic and really did a number on all of us in terms of love and expectations in that arena um really did us dirty but that's a conversation for another day but I just yeah I actually think it's the only kind of experience I want to create 
but in an actually healthy, substantial, enlightened, real way. And I think that's what I'm doing. And it's going through these hard things. It's it's facing the fear. It's learning how to pivot. It's dealing with imposter syndrome. It's learning to love yourself. How do you hold your inner child's hand and put to bed some of those things that you went through as a child that scarred you and have been holding you back your whole life? How do you believe in yourself? How do you handle when you're feeling so triggered? How do you actually achieve some of those huge goals that you never thought were possible? How do you call in the love of your life? Like, it's all this stuff that I really want to talk about here um, and just share what's working for me and have other people on and share what's working for them. And hopefully together we can all create really magical human experiences. Before we dive into the episode, though, I'm really excited because I'm going to start off each episode with a magical thing to share with you guys. And this week's magic is the superhuman app. This has really added so much value and a little bit of extra magic to my life as I've been using it since about early December. And I actually shared it on Instagram early December as well because I was so excited about it. And you guys, those of you who got it and messaged me seem to really be loving it as well. And it's honestly, I felt like it was the perfect thing for the first episode because this episode is a lot of mindset, but the podcast overall is manifestation and mindset. So yeah, this fits right in. It's basically an app full of meditations that you can listen to from seated to walking to things you can just have on in the background while you're cleaning or doing your makeup. And they range from like literally three minutes, which I love because sometimes life is busy and crazy and you just need to shift your energy quickly, but you just don't have a ton of time, especially to sit down and do something that's like 15 minutes. They're as short as three minutes and then they have ones that are like an hour long and some of them are just music but most of them are extremely amazing content. Um, A lot of affirmations and the combination of affirmations and meditation is just so incredibly powerful for retraining your brain and supporting your manifestation power. Meditation puts your brain into a state that makes it more suggestible, which means more open to change. And so you can just rewire a lot quicker. And a lot of what ends up blocking us from calling in what we want in life is limiting beliefs or negative thought patterns, or it's causing us to vibrate lower um, and not attract what we want because we're just not an energetic match. So I just love this app. I mean, packed full of affirmations for kind of anything you're looking to call into your life and create something different, whether it's love, whether it's money, whatever, success, work, even just simple ones such as like have a great evening after a really stressful day at work. So that's my little bit of magic that I wanted to share with you guys this week. I think you will love it. It's available in the app store. Um, I don't have any kind of coupon code or anything like that at the moment, but if I do get one, obviously I will share with you ASAP. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic, which is New Year's resolutions. (laughs) I feel like they're kind of controversial right now, and for good reason, but I've got a lot of thoughts on them to share with you guys today, and I'm going to share with you, first of all, why I think you should be making resolutions, but I'm also going to explain why resolutions have been so toxic because they have been. And I think this is why they're getting so much hate online. And for a very valid reason, they've not been done well. They've been damaging. And 
unsuccessful. Like half the hate I think is about how resolutions really aren't like they're you're going to be giving up on them by February or March or whatever. They don't work. They don't last. Well, there's a reason why. I think a lot of the reason why is because they've not been done properly. Um, And I would also like to not only share all the ways that they have been toxic, but how to do them in a healthy, successful way. So first of all, I want to dive into why I think you should set resolutions. Um, And I looked up what resolution meant, and it basically is a firm decision to do something. And I think that it is great to make firm decisions to do things. I think, so reason number one why I think resolutions are something that you should be setting and making. Honoring commitments to ourselves is how we build trust with ourselves, which is how we build confidence and how we build a healthy relationship with ourselves. If you look at any other relationship and there is not honoring of commitments, that relationship is probably not going very well. Am I right? Imagine if a mom made a commitment to her daughter to pick her up from school at three o'clock and she wasn't there or to cook her dinner or to take her to her ballet recital or whatever it is like that's going to do a lot of damage in that relationship and in that young girl because she can't count on her mom to show up for her. And it's the same with ourselves. It's honestly so crazy to me how much of Building a relationship with ourselves comes down to learning how to parent ourselves. I've been learning a little bit about internal family systems, which is really cool. The book The Body Keeps Score talks about it some. Gabby Bernstein talks about it some. I think there's a whole book on it as well. If I can, <laughs> if I find any of this information on the book, I will link it along with Gabby's book that talks about it as well as The Body Keeps Score in the show notes. But a lot of our relationship with ourself and like being able to live a happy, healthy, stable life is learning how to parent ourselves, and self-love, self-confidence, like having trust with ourself ties into that. Um, and so I think being able to make commitments to ourselves and to follow through on them is really, really, really important. Number two, why I think we should be making resolutions. It's honestly, we're doing a disservice to ourselves to not become our highest self. We deserve to become our highest most authentic, vibrant, beautiful, successful, happy self. And we're, we're, yeah, we're just, we're not loving ourselves by settling and not pushing ourselves to be the best we can be. And I am going to go into that because I think that doing that from the wrong place is toxic and why we have had such a reaction to resolutions. But, but let me, let me finish my reasons of why I think resolutions are so important. Um, number three, people who set goals go further. And it, like it's just proven. When you get clear on what you want and you set goals and you work towards them, you go farther when, than when you don't do that. And it's not bad to want to go far. It's not bad to want to achieve and accomplish things. I think that there is so much toxic stuff that has come along with that that has colored it as bad or has traumatized people or made them have a bad reaction to it. But it's not a bad thing to achieve the things you want and to achieve being your best self. And achievements can be so different and so personal. And it's I think we haven't gotten that message enough. We're starting to have that message now where it's like an achievement can be having your own self-sufficient farm in the middle of Nebraska where 
you eat your plants that you grow and you have lambs and cows and chickens and like you survive on your farm and live in your own little bubble. For me, a big achievement over the last couple of years was learning how to regulate my nervous system and unpack some of the shit that was in my head and in my body and holding me back from stepping into my highest self to heal. And then from there to learn how to love myself and then to parent myself. Like that's a freaking huge achievement. That's one of my biggest achievements that I am so proud of and has helped me the most in life. An achievement can be wanting to build your own business. And a business can be making anything from cupcakes to computers. It can be wanting to make a million dollars in a year. It can be having a relationship with somebody you love go from being rocky and rough to really solid and built on trust and amazing communication. Like achievements are so personal and they can change and shift as we grow and change and shift. And so I think that's so important to to clarify, but achievements are, are really good things and wanting to accomplish things and go far and do things is a good thing. So yeah, I think those are some reasons why I think that New Year's resolutions or resolutions in general are just so important. Okay, so now I kind of want to dive into how they've been toxic and how to do them in a healthy, successful way. And the first one is probably the biggest and probably why there is such a reaction right now to New Year's resolutions. And it's because they have really encouraged us to have this like project mindset towards ourselves. And it is just so, so toxic. I grew up in an environment where I very much felt like a project and treated myself like a project and was treated like a project and it was very performance based and so I was constantly trying to earn my worth, trying to earn love, praise, acceptance to fit in. I was constantly doing things to be enough, to be loved and that's just not where it's at and it's also not sustainable. I think a really great example is I have shared this in some places but I don't think I shared it in my trailer. Um, I had a really bad eating disorder for end of high school through college. And there was a lot of things that went into that. I didn't have a lot of control. I had barely any control of myself in my life up until I was pretty much out of college. And I also did have body shaming and other things happen that really contributed to that. I was ostracized. I was bullied. But I it kind of created this belief that if I could just be skinny and pretty like I would be enough and I would be loved and acceptable and a guy would like me and the 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 kids you know the popular kids at church and school would like me and I just yeah I was I was doing that and therefore exercising and over exercising to just try to be enough and it's just so toxic it's not sustainable I would constantly be bullying myself into working out and these long I would go on like I would do half marathons and all this stuff and it didn't last me long and I and over time I actually kind of lost the determination and resilience to bully myself I feel so sad and just want to hug my younger self when I think about how I used to treat myself and I think that's the mindset and the attitude that goes into a lot of people's new year's resolutions is they're like they're making them to be enough and to try to earn worth or earn love like they need to do this to be good enough and We treat ourselves like projects, constantly trying to work on ourselves and fix ourselves. And we don't need to be fixed. Like, we are not projects. (laughs) And so 
I think the shift there, the shift that happened for me, it was one of the biggest shifts that I made in my life and has been so, so, so powerful and healing and amazing. And it's starting to, well, first I had to actually learn to truly learn how to love myself. And from there, I started doing things from love, not for love. So doing things because they helped me and they added to my life. I, after I kind of was able to mostly heal and work through my eating disorder, I really lost a lot of my drive for working out and I wasn't doing a ton and I was very intermittent with it for years. And then COVID hit and I started working on self-love and really trying to learn how to truly love myself, heal all these things, um, regulate my nervous system. I dove into the healing work hardcore and I started to try to be more consistent with working out again. And I started out with Pilates and walking. And this will kind of tie into the next point that I want to make regarding why resolutions are toxic and how to do them a bit better. But I started doing these things because I felt good. Like walking every day made me feel good. It was helpful for my mental health. It cleared my mind. It helped me regulate and Pilates did the same thing for me. And I was doing it with Melissa Wood Health, who has such an amazing platform. And she does like kind of like, I don't know, a minute or two at the beginning and the end of basically mindset stuff. But I would really just feel uplifted. Also, she incorporates so much stretching into her Pilates. Like I would feel so good. I was doing it more for myself, not to punish myself, not to be enough, but m- because I loved what it did for me. And this is a shift that I've made in so many areas of my life and really has become my why for the things I do in my life. I'm doing them from love because they're adding to my life and to me feeling good and being happy. The resolutions I make are because I think they're going to to help me be happier, to be able to show up more as my highest self, to love on others more, to step into my purpose more. And that's just a different place to come from when you're doing things. And that is a place that you can come from that will have you motivated long term. It's a very long lasting source of motivation because it's like all positive. Like you're you're doing it to help yourself feel good and then you're doing it and then you're feeling good. And so not that I love working out. I will, you know, add that as a caveat. I still don't like to work out like I would much rather sleep in or go grab a glass of wine with a friend at a bar and talk about manifestation. But I feel so good after I work out, especially after I've been doing it consistently. And I, that makes me want to keep doing it. And then I keep feeling better. And so it's, it's just such a positive upward cycle instead of this like downward negative cycle that this chase to be enough was for me instead of now I just, I am enough and I love myself and I don't need to do anything or earn anything. So I'm doing things because they support me and love me. Another way that resolutions are and have been really toxic is because they're so unrealistic sometimes. Like people think that, and I'm so guilty of all of these, by the way, on this list, so I am not coming with judgment. I have had to shift all of these when it comes to making resolutions. But, oh my gosh, it's like we think that we're a new person waking up on January 1st. And I cannot imagine if I had decided, like after not working out, much for a couple of years if that I was going to suddenly do I'm doing like four equinox classes a week right now and they're hard and they're 45 minutes they're intense like I can't imagine if I had woken up and just been like 
yep, doing this now. Like, of course I was said that would have been setting myself up for failure. And we do this in so many different areas. We expect ourselves to like make these huge changes overnight. And that's just not how we change. What has worked for me and what I see working for people is incrementally changing and upgrading. So setting small goals because like yes it's so important to get clear on where you want to be in a year or three years or five years and who that highest version of yourself is but you can't expect yourself to just snap your fingers and be that the next day so getting clear on a map to getting there what is a realistic change I can make in six months and maybe let's not change things in six different areas all at once even if they're all incremental upgrades in six different areas is that even realistic I try to really make sure that I'm picking a few incremental changes to make at a time because otherwise I'm just, I'm not going to do it and then I'm going to feel bad and even though I do the work to not shame myself and not feel bad, which I'm going to go into in a little bit, you know, it's just not super motivating when you're not hitting your goals. So I think setting realistic goals is really important. It takes a little bit of taking ego out of the picture. But setting realistic goals is one one of the biggest things you can do to support yourself. Another thing, actually, I didn't even have this on my list, but this just reminded me, um, support. Having support for these changes is really, really helpful. I think exercise is just such a great example (laughs) because I've I've applied all of these things and seen the changes and the success over time. So this is kind of tying into setting realistic incremental goals as well as having support. I started dating Jeff July 2020. So uh, at that time, I was doing my walking and my Pilates every day. He is super fit. He used to be a pro soccer player. He used to be an Equinox instructor. You know, he is like beast mode when it comes to working out. And I was like, what the heck? You're so intense with your workouts. But he challenged me in a very loving, supportive way, never making me feel like I wasn't, you know, good enough or I needed to be like him but he would always challenge me like hey like you'll probably feel better if you incorporate a little more weights or you know you do you push yourself at the end of your run just little things and I would I would work out with him sometimes and having his support was so 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 helpful in me getting my exercise game to where it is now also I incrementally upgraded from just walking in Pilates to where I am now like over time with support so those are two really big things another thing is having an all-or-nothing mindset I feel like a lot of people have all-or-nothing mindsets I used to have all-or-nothing mindsets when it came to resolutions and it's just it's just not it doesn't do anything but set you up for failure to be honest it's a lot better if you went to the gym 300 times out of the year than zero or 300 than 200 right like or if you you know, whether it's eating healthy. I used to, I would do like these crazy diets and like if I ate a piece of chocolate, went downhill and I would just basically eat dessert the rest of the day. Like, no, it would have been so much better to have the piece of chocolate be like not a big deal and then ate a salad and chicken for the (laughs) rest of the day. You know what I mean? Like this all or nothing mindset is so toxic. It's really hard to break. So give yourself grace, but being able to not be so freaking rigid and get back on the bandwagon is so, so helpful for having a healthy approach to resolutions and actually having them be successful and sustainable. And this kind of relates to how you handle breaking your resolutions, which is another thing that I think people are really toxic with. And I used to be really toxic with. Shame is just not the vibe. It's not helpful. It is, I mean, psychology 101. 
Shame is not how you generate lasting change in people or how you motivate them. It is how you demotivate and just tear down people and keep them feeling shitty. It's how you keep yourself feeling shitty. I do not allow shame in my life anymore. It is not helpful. It does not help me be a better person. It doesn't do anything. I love myself. I forgive myself. I try to analyze what caused me to fall off the bandwagon and see how I can set myself up for success better in the future. And then I get back on. And again, kind of with the all or nothing thing, it's so much better to miss a day or two working out in a month or three than to miss the whole month. It's just such a different way of living. It's viewing it as something long-term. It's viewing the glass as something you're constantly pouring into and it always adds up versus it's the whole glass or it's nothing. It's just not the case. Health, mindset, relationships, all of this stuff is is an overall how much good are you putting in? How much are you showing up? How much are you trying thing? It's it's the more the better, not all or nothing. And then I think another thing that people do is only set resolutions in the beginning of the year. And I think this is another thing that can kind of make them toxic and also make them not work or at least harder. Um, for me, personal growth and setting goals and resolutions is something that is, it's, a, it's a, just a part of my lifestyle. I am constantly trying to reflect and see how I am operating that maybe I could shift to support me better. I am constantly in this growth mindset and this growth vibe and kind of viewing it and I'm able to do that because I'm coming from love and I'm so loving towards myself. It's really a kind of how do I keep creating a better me and a better life and love others better and do better. Like it's such a high vibe thing for me now, but because I do it regularly, it's not as hard and I'm able to do it quicker and easier versus if you're only taking stock and evaluating in the very beginning of the year and that's it. Um, it's just harder to change and it's harder to, to have this flexible growth mindset if you're just only doing it once a year. So I think that just kind of trying to lean into reflecting and challenging yourself to shift regularly can really support you in, first of all, <laughs> your overall life, but especially when it comes to making resolutions or just setting some maybe a little bit bigger ones at the beginning of the year. Okay, and one last thing I wanted to share with you guys that I think can make resolutions toxic and how to shift that is your why. I definitely have been so guilty of setting resolutions because other people were doing it or it was trending or I'm supposed to. Um, and, you know, there is some space for working out. It's not all just about, you know, feeling good, although I do believe that we deserve to feel good. And that is a huge goal of mine. I show up better. I serve better when I'm feeling great. So there's nothing wrong with that. But obviously working out really helps me physically and mentally and eating healthy helps me physically. Like there's things that help us live longer, show up better overall and help our overall health that I think are worth having on your list because that stuff does add up to us feeling good and showing up better. But I think it's so important to really be clear on why are you setting these resolutions? If you don't have a clear why, you're not going to be as motivated. I honestly, it's really crazy how important intention is. I was chatting about this with a friend recently. I realized that 
part of the reason why I haven't been on top of my game with my morning routine lately is because I didn't have a why. I was just like, I need to meditate. I need to do this. I need to do that. And yes, those are all good things that support my health, which is a good why. But I didn't have like a specific intention for what I wanted to be feeling and getting out of that morning routine. And once I got clear that my goal for my morning routine is to have me be high vibe and motivated and efficient for my day, I suddenly <laughs> have been on top of it and doing the work and my days have been so much better. A why is just so powerful in giving you motivation <laughs> for what you're doing. And I think alignment's really important. Are you doing these things because they really are what help you feel good or is it because you were told it will make you feel good or it makes your friend feel good? Doing things that work for you is going to keep you consistent and motivated and have a lot more success. Um, to be honest, it's also just a waste of time to do things that aren't even something aligned for you. You're wasting your time and energy. So I think just getting clear on and having a really solid why that is tied to what serves you in the short term and the long term, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all those things goes a long way. So yeah, those are just some thoughts I have on resolutions and why I think they are important, but how I think they've been really damaging and ways that you can shift to have them actually be what they're supposed to be, supportive things that help you create the best version of yourself in your life that truly makes you the happiest and your most authentic self. And yeah, I hope it was helpful, guys. I would love to hear what your resolutions are, if you're making them, if I've encouraged you to make them after this, um, if any of this resonated or helped you, and any other tips that maybe you think I missed that might be worth covering in another episode. But anyway, I hope I see you guys in my next episode with Andy. It's honestly so good. A lot of mindset support that could kind of tie into some of what I covered today, especially if one of your goals or resolutions is to start a new business or, you know, you're, you're embarking on something new. There's a lot of stuff in that episode about fear, pivoting, imposter syndrome, all of that stuff that could potentially support you with that. But anyway, thanks for being here and until next time.